So my introduction to K-pop, apart from being size Gundam style, which I love, I really fell in love with K-pop like around the Wings era of BTS. Um, I was aware of them and I was like, wow, that's new, that's interesting, that's different. And then I guess the song that like really tipped it for me is like a toss up between like Save Me because then I started liking them. But then I like, like DNA, man. I don't know what it is with the yellow. I love the yellow. And I like saw that video and I was like, oh, I love that. That's amazing. And I just, I really kind of went crazy with BTS. And then from there it was, I think um, Nene and I were together and I fell in love with Pentagon when they were at KCON New York. Uh, that, that. <laughs> I really liked, it's like, wow, my second group. Wow. My bias, which I'm very proud of, is Kim Tae-hung. Kim Tae-hung forever. I know his shoe size. I'm pretty sure I know what type of toothbrush he uses. Um, I won't talk about anything else. I don't know the toilet paper, but that is just that is just a matter of time to figure out if it's one or two ply. But I will find that out. I love him to death. Um, if I could have my dream job, it would probably be to be his personal assistant. He doesn't need to pay me. I'll sleep on his floor for free as long as I can get out of his fridge. And it's like a little hole that you go into, especially with BTS. Like you like want to know their names. So then I was, you know, I wanted to know who. Was who first? It was they hope, then it was Jimmy and Young. I was like, okay, I see you, I see you. Oh, you got kind of cute. Okay, okay. And then I just fell into like that rabbit hole that I couldn't even um, get into. And um, I also fell in love with armies. Armies are awesome. Like they're creative. Um, I seen fanfic, and I'm like, oh, that is so well talented like they'll like um do lots of covers or they'll write stories or draw and it's like not unique um okay so i'm right. nene and i met M um through a work acquaintance had uh, referred her to me to do korean lessons in like 2017 i think I'm not sure if it's been a while now. And um, she expressed her interest in K-pop, which I was really excited to hear. So um, my K-pop journey or Korean wave journey began probably like as an adolescent around like 14 years old. And I remember um, my siblings were very much into anime and they were like looking up like Japanese music videos. And we came across one in a different language and we didn't know what it was, but it was an, art, an artist in the first generation called Seven. S-E and the number seven E-N. And we're just like, this song is so good. And we started listening to more of his songs. And then one day we like came across on TV and a K-drama called um, Autumn in My Heart, which is a really famous Korean drama. It's a part of a four series. And we just got hooked. And like like Ada said earlier, it's like a rabbit hole. Like once you go down it, there's no stopping. So um, I would say we went from seven to B-Rain to G-O-D um, to Brown Eyed Soul. Um, then it went to TVXQ, which um, we really loved them for a long time. And then they disbanded. And then it went to Big Bang, which I still love to this day. G-Dragon is my favorite and nothing will ever change that. And then Hero from TVXQ is also my favorite. Um, 
and it has been as difficult for me to catch on to the new Korean wave. Um, my younger cousin is really into them and she started showing me all these new groups like Wavy and Super M and I was like wow they're really good like I think because of the age gap I just started like okay they're too young I don't you know I can't like watch these any but now I'm like okay they're actually really talented um, and I really appreciate their music so I think um, I really like to see that BTS broke the barrier. A lot of groups were trying to do it. And finally, like the other day I was driving home and I heard Dynamite and I'm like, finally, K-pop made it mainstream in America. I'm super proud. And so, yeah, I'm just proud of how they've done and how they broke that barrier. Interested to hear what you guys, because that the big news, of course, this week is BTS's new album, which by the way, my, my complaint, okay? Uh-uh, uh-uh, girl. <laughs> Go ahead, though. Go ahead, hate on me, but I'm just speaking my truth, okay? I, I know I'm going to get slaughtered for it, but I got to be real. I was like, eight tracks, that's it? Eight tracks? <clears throat> and one of them is a repeat. I mean, no offense, I love that song. But I was just like, BTS. Like, I, 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 I don't want to start hurting plushies, you know, in my frustration, but I feel like I have stood you for a long time. You owe me a lot. I love you. You're going to give have me- Have they been working on this during pandemic? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Be, you what, know why. What else do they have to do right now? But I have to be careful. I think I've, I like the one video that they put out um, and he was staring out the window and I could relate to it because I'm like, that's what I do all day. I'm just staring out the window waiting for a vaccination. I'm like, I kind of can relate. It's, I think they're trying to connect with how people are feeling right now. Yeah, but I like need, I need more than eight tracks to get me to the, <laughs> to the, to the vaccine. This is it. Like, I mean, come on, back me up here. Did you, were you a little disappointed when you saw the track list? Wait, like, for the record, I do more than stare out the window. I was just using that as an illustration. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm staring out the window because I am so longing for more music. Like, okay, they made us wait forever for Map of the Soul 7. They made us wait forever for that. That was a little bit more. And then we wait, like, I'm, 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 I'm going to start to hurt some plushies. That's all I'm going to say in my frustration. Like, well, what I could say is that um, I feel like, yes, like when I first saw that it was just eight and then Dynamite was the retail, I'm like, okay, you could have given us more, just whatever. I get what I get and I don't get upset. That's the kid's model, right? Whatever. But then um, they did mention, I think, that they wanted to keep it at seven because it was like seven is their lucky number, something like that. And then also, I would understand, I'll, I'll put myself in their shoes. Uh, and it's, uh, writing a song is not easy. I know it's not easy. And then to make it a bop, like I, I noticed that anything that they put out, it's a bop. Black Swan on Filter My Time, girl, they're all bops. And it's like, wow. And I feel like they take their time with it which i which that's probably why you know they take so long to make and um push out the album because they want to make sure that it's perfect for everybody's ears especially army they want everything i, I noticed that they love army so much that they want to perfect anything that they do and that they don't want to disappoint them at the same time so it's like 
yes, it's a little disappointing because it's small, but then it's like, that's probably the best seven songs that they, you know, wanted to show up. Come on, like, it's been a rough year. Come through. I mean, I feel like they did come through with Dynamite. Like, the first time I heard Dynamite, I was like, <gasps> the first feeling I was like, oh, no, it's in all English. I felt very upset about that. But then really? I was so happy because I was like, yes, they finally went to bright colors and positivity. No, I loved Dynamite when that was like, uh, I think I was driving for a good few hours yesterday and I heard it like three times on the radio. And just knowing the history of K-pop and how so many artists have been trying to break the barrier, to hear them on the radio would just put a smile on my face. I'm like, this is great. I love it. I was jamming in the car. <laughs> you know, it was just made my day. It really did. But does it bother you like that it's in all English? Like, it do doesn't. Because the original, I think they have a Korean version of the song, but the fact that they're singing so that, you know, I think that people who struggle in America with liking K-pop, sometimes they can't connect if they don't have the lyrics in, in the language they can understand. And some people can listen to any kind of music and they like the rhythm or the beat and it's okay. So I think that for the masses, for them to show, hey, we know you like our music, we're going to give you something in your own language, was a kind of like a gift. Um, and so I think that that was actually pretty awesome on their part. And I think that they all spoke very well. Really? Really? <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm be on camera, throw some concealer on real quick. <laughs> You're the only one who gets Let me do this podcast. mug up. Mikey, it's all audio, yet you still look fabulous. <laughs> so, we got to talk about the big news. It's official, BTS being the first K-pop group ever to be nominated for a Grammy. And not just a cover mm -hmm. album Grammy, but like a legit album, like performance. Yeah, music. Grammy. Yeah, which is crazy to me, because I was like... I turned on the television and right when I turned it on to the like Grammy streaming, the first thing that popped up was pop, uh, pop duo slash group. And I looked down, I was like, dynamite. And I had a moment for myself. Where were you guys? You found out that you're, you're, you're super seven. Big hit, um, posted a Twitter, but they said basically thank you to the Grammys. I'm like, huh, thank you. So I go and then I looked at the nominations. I was like, Oh, okay, okay. I was sad, but I was happy. I was both. I was happy. <laughs> well, why were you, if you don't mind me asking, I can understand why you would be happy, because that is groundbreaking, but why were you sad? Because I thought they were going to get more nominations, honestly. So you were like me. You kept scrolling on that list. Yeah, I was literally like, okay, where's next? Uh-huh. Uh, I, like, I literally passed even church. I'm like, church? They even have for church? I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, we're up against Taylor Swift, we're up against um, Lady Gaga, mm, interesting, really? Grande, mm, we'll see how this goes. Um, I was napping, uh, and then I woke up to a whole bunch of messages on Instagram um, letting me know a whole bunch of Jungkook reaction videos in my DMs. <laughs> Uh, that's how I found out that they were uh, nominated. 
And then as everyone else did, I went on like the official Grammy nomination list and I was searching, 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 searching. And I only seen that, that one. And it was just like, ah, but at least it got that one. At least they're finally yeah. being recognized for their music. Um, instead of just their packaging, I would have still liked the packaging nomination because their packaging is is just top notch, is you know. But we we take what we could get. Here's the thing, I will say to you, I was like, one nomination, are you kidding me? Like that's not good, man. That's not good at all. Like one nomination, that makes me think like they're going to go, they're going to perform, they're going to drive up the ratings to the Grammys, which <laughs> not many people watch, uh, um, except for us Army, we'll watch it for them, and, and they're going to they're gonna go home empty-handed. I hope I am wrong, but I'm just really worried, just, you know what I mean? It feels very bait and switch, you know what I mean? One nomination, one nomination, I, I feel like it's, it's lackluster love. It's not the love that we have for them, that's all I will say on that. Well, that's very hard to show on an award show because if it was up to us they'd be nominated for everything even best rap <laughs> even best rap album even best gospel album <laughs> we'll find a way and my man kim Hong came through for me in his weirdness while all of the others were celebrating he just sat there like as if he would do yo he's a mood I love that about him. I was like, I was like, Kim Hung, you're back. You're back. All I need is the alien voice. I love it. You're so weird. Please give me more of that. He literally was just like, hmm. He like tried to like, I don't know what he was thinking. The face was very weird. He did not move off the couch, which I loved. Like all the other guys got up. They were like shocked. They were happy. The typical reaction. But Kim Hung, no, I'm not going to play by the rules. I'm just going to sit here and pretend like, like, Hmm. Like, what was that? What was that? I'm not too sure, but whatever it was, I was happy to see the return to his weirdness and how much I loved it. All right, here comes the serious question. You think they're going to win? Ooh, best case scenario, my dream would be for them to win, of course, but they're up against Gaga and the Grammys love themselves some Gaga. They love themselves some Lady Gaga. And Raynomi was pretty big as well. And then not only that, Ari's on that track too. So it's like double whammy for them. They could get, you know, it's, it's tough competition. Uh, I just, I cannot wait for, for Grammy's night. See where it takes us. Nene, I hope you, you spoke the positivity into the universe. You said they were going to get nominated. It's going to happen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not a... I was not a believer. I was hoping, but I didn't want to get my hopes up. And so I, I appreciate that you kept the positivity going. And, uh, and, uh, what if they did something with Ariana Grande? Oh, you want Ariana? Well, yeah. No, no, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs>